0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back, guys, to episode six of Jamie and I's F1, the unnamed motorsport podcast. Where today we're here back looking at the Portuguese Grand Prix from the weekend. Not the greatest race in the world, but still not a bad race uh, by any stretch of the imagination, as well. Obviously, if you guys are new around here and you aren't already, make sure you get yourself subscribed uh, to the channel for more Formula One sort of podcasts and things like that, where we discuss all things around the world of motorsport as well. But yeah, Jamie, then. Initial thoughts from the Portuguese Grand Prix.
1: It wasn't. It wasn't the worst race I've ever seen. I think compared to the first two, we've got a very high bar. Um, but yeah, I didn't think it was that bad. Really, uh, it was obviously not. Yeah, nowhere near the first two as I said. But compared to some of the races we had last season, if I remember back, like Spain was terrible, Abu Dhabi was terrible. This one wasn't that bad. It was like middling, quite average. So, you know, I don't think um, people were expecting a bad race after the last year at Portimao. But unfortunately, these things happen, so.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people as well kind of forget that most important out last year was also a snooze fest. It was just like the first seven laps were brilliant, mm. wasn't it? I mean, it's a great track to watch on Saturday in particular. I know the drivers really love it as well because obviously it is a good challenge, but it, well, no, I say it's a bad racetrack. It isn't a bad track by any stretch of the imagination. It's, it's just, just really easy to overtake in one place.
1: Yeah, that's the problem. You get, it's like, sort of like, what you have at Baku, when it's like one major overtaking place. I yeah, but at
0: least at Baku, six, I mean, you get a bit down towards turn three as well, don't you? Yeah. And right. just carnage everywhere because the walls are right there. I mean, no. I don't think did anyone hit a wall all weekend at Portimao? Um, Apart from Reikin, no, Riken didn't even Reichen hit the, the wall on wall. Sunday, did he? he? Hit teammate, but yeah, no one yeah. hit the wall. No, no one hit a wall pretty much all weekend, from what we can remember. So says everything you need to know about Portimao out there. But yeah, having a quick recap then throughout the entirety of the Grand Prix. Uh, lap one. Nothing crazy. We sort of saw Verstappen trying to have a look around the outside of Hamilton, down in towards turn one. Hamilton very firmly slammed the door on that. Obviously, uh, Bottas had the pole. Uh, I think a lot of people were saying Hamilton was going to jump him off the start, down in towards T1, but of course, Bottas was on the racing line. He had way more grip. He was always going to be able to hold on to that position unless he completely butchered it.
1: Plus, generally speaking, Bottas isn't... He's not a bad starter, is he? Well, it goes one way or the other with Bottas, doesn't it? It's like He either gets incredible starts or just falls back like six places. So yeah. Would, it was, does he? I seem to think yeah. Like you're at the oh, obviously you got the likes of uh Russia every time he qualifies third he's first by turn one. That's sort. Yeah but that's sure. a good start isn't it. Yeah that's the good ones. The bad ones uh I mean Turkey was pretty bad last year. Yeah but that was again,
0: that whole race was bad for him. Yeah so was, I meant more just like start. Year. He's not Hungary he's not one of those bad. people where you, he's not one of those people in Myers where you just look at think, oh we might have a bad start this weekend. I think he's about, about everything. Yeah, well, yeah, he's, he's not... Bottas. Yeah, I mean, that'll be further discussed, I'm sure, <laughs> down the line. Um, well, Welcome to the Sebastian Vettel and Valtteri Bottas hate club, <laughs> apparently, uh, with, with Jamie 183. But yeah, the lap one, though, nothing too crazy like we saw last year. We did see an absolute banging move from Lando Norris on Esteban Ocon, ran the outside through, I think it's turn 11 and 12, I want to say. The yeah, double really right-hander. Good. Obviously, when you go back up the hill and then sort of kink to the right and then sort of properly have the next right-hander... Uh, back down the hill. That was a really, really good move uh, done by Lando. And I mean, he has just been on it at the start of the year. We'll discuss a bit more about that over the course of the video. And then we get to the end of that one. Everything is calm. And then suddenly you see a front wing fly off, because Raikkonen, he did confirm after the race, in all fairness, uh, that he ch- he'd accidentally changed the wrong setting on the wheel, didn't he? Uh, so he was having to rechange it again, and just crashed into the back of his teammate, Giovinazzi. Whether that's true or not, who knows? Maybe, maybe he needs to go to spec savers. Um, but yeah, it it created some sort of drama at the end of that one. Obviously, somehow Giovinazzi didn't get a front wing down, uh, a rear puncture from that, even I should yeah, say. That was a miracle because yeah. But Räikkönen obviously front wing trapped under the front of the car went straight off down at turn one, and we saw a safety car.
1: Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the best thing you ever seen Räikkönen do, really. It was, I think Martin Brundle called it a rookie error, which is probably fair. Um, yeah, even though he's what. 42, 40, 41? 40, I can't remember. Is he 42, 41? Let me, let me find <laughs> out quickly whilst you keep talking. Do some in, uh, individual research on Kimi Raikkonen's age. But yeah. He's was, 41. Fair enough. Um, obviously, his, his first lap last year was so good that he just thought he would do one lap this year um, and then give up. So he just, yeah, crashed into his teammate, went off at turn one, safety car. Um yeah, that's it. No points. Well also, also, I saw
0: I saw a brilliant thing on Twitter from this of you know when James May is in Albania and it was just Riking and going, See you in Spain, lads, <laughs> as he crashed <laughs> into the back weird. of him yeah, and just flew off at turn one <laughs> <laughs> That I did you make that, me chuckle. That's,
1: that's <laughs> that one yeah did make me chuckle. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, carry on. On a side note, um they they lost their protest against yes yeah because um, so, that was sort so of no announced points. quite
0: late wasn't it I think that was Thursday they announced that yeah
1: because obviously we didn't mention so. it in the last podcast so no points for Raikkonen yet this season uh, or Alfa Romeo actually so yeah exactly hopefully they can get on it quite soon
0: yeah I, I mean they're not a team that I'm a massive fan of I'm not desperate to see Alfa Romeo get points I'm sure they'll scrape one somewhere I don't think they're really under too much threat from Williams and Haas unless you just get an absolute carnage Grand Prix at some point over the course of the year. But yeah, I think Alfa Romeo will probably score here or there when things go bad enough for a lot of the other teams in front of them. But Portugal was not going to be that race uh, this season round. So obviously that brought out the safety car. Uh, Straight away, obviously we had quite a few, a a lot more laps than I thought we would behind the safety car. I won't lie. What made Mm. me wonder was the fact that obviously you had to go through the pit lane early on during the safety car period. And then suddenly they were able to go back on the track. Surely then they were fine to race
1: again. It's a strange one. I think we saw quite often at the, like, circuits that are quite old that haven't been used for years. So I'm thinking of Magello basically. Like, the the track clearance took so much longer than it usually should because the, the roads for the um, the cranes and everything aren't very good, really. So, yeah, but
0: is not an old circuit.
1: It is quite an old circuit, isn't it?
0: It's 2009.
1: Oh, wow, fair enough. I didn't know that. But <laughs> are you thinking of Estoril? <laughs> a little bit. To be fair, I thought, I thought it was the old one that they raced on in the 80s. <laughs> Yeah, no, Portimao came in, of I think.
0: It might, no, it might have been... Two, I think it was 2009, I'm pretty certain. It might have been 2008. Let me have a look at uh, Portimao. Uh, because it was literally... It literally got finished like a week before GP2 went there.
1: Oh, wow. Fair enough. But yeah, no, like, be, anyway, these circuits now. that aren't... They weren't really designed with F1 in mind. Or, um, they, the service roads are so bad, basically. So clearing away cars takes a lot longer than it should do. Which is why I think it was out for like eight or nine laps. It was quite a long time. Um and yeah they cleared the debris after like two laps and then it was still out for four more or something so yeah a bit strange but you know got to be safe haven't you so
0: yeah you know, I've, know. I've just had a look uh, construction was finished in october 2008 and the circuit was homologated by both uh, motorbikes and fia Two days before the first yeah. event. <laughs>
1: so you got a career circuit thing where they're still painting the white lines on Thursday before the Grand Prix. Exactly. Perfect. And still, yeah, trying to get rice out of the paddy fields. What? Um,
0: <laughs> what? That's where it was
1: built. Oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think I meant? Nothing. Nothing.
0: <laughs> oh no, this is this has already gone off the rails. <laughs> Anyway, though, we, we we get back on track then from whatever Jamie's mind has taken him to. Uh, obviously, safety car comes in. Bottas holds everyone on the restart. Well, I mean, he goes and then stops. I like might well, like he sort of went and nah, sort of stopped again, rubbish.
1: didn't he? he? He he actually nailed it too. To Virtue, he was like no, he nailed it in the end. I'm not everyone, taking everyone that away from him. Everyone assumed he was going to go right up to the line. I thought he was going to go right up to the line to get rid of the switching effect. Obviously, Hamilton thought that as well. You'd imagine so going early or like holding a bit and then going early a bit up the hill actually worked really well because Hamilton yeah. was quite ready for it so yeah to no be he fair he, to Bottas that's one thing he did quite well this weekend he timed it to
0: perfection I'm not taking that away from him but if you notice, I think it was through like the penultimate corner it looked it kind of felt like it was again it didn't really matter in the grand scheme of things but he I think he tried to put heat into the rear tires by hoofing it and then I think, like, Crofty and Brundle already, like, started sure, talking he about going. the race had restarted. Yeah, and then he just kind of, like, slowed down again. Because, obviously, you had them discussing about how, obviously, like, you can't accelerate and slow yeah. down. As he had Bottas's speedometer just slowly creeping <laughs> yeah. up as he rounded the final a couple of corners <laughs> yeah. when he's clearly going at some point. But, yeah, no, he definitely nailed the restart. Hamilton did not, on no, the no, other hand. Whatsoever. And Max Verstappen got straight past him back down to T1, which I was caught... Co- oh, no, dumb. I wasn't quite surprised I, by it.
1: I saw a, um... And in with Hamilton afterwards, he was like yeah, really frustrated with himself because it was a pretty, pretty stupid thing to do to go. He basically went defensive, which meant pulling out of Bottas at slipstream. Verstappen then has a slipstream effect, just goes straight on the outside. Really good move from Verstappen, actually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Hamilton, a little bit of a mistake there. I'm sure he wasn't happy, but he made up for it later in the race. So yes. Yeah, he, he certainly did. It. No,
0: exactly. And I mean, yeah, like we said, obviously that happened on lap 11 and uh, then he got past got back past Max not long after that was it at
1: all no not at all it was a it was I don't know as a Verstappen fan I do I'm supporting him during the races it was a bit frustrating seeing the gap just sort of stay about nine tenths um, Verstappen was just sort of like towing a Bottas but couldn't really get close enough to pass because of the straight line speed I think Mercedes had a bit extra this weekend which is a bit yeah. annoying um, but then yeah the one lap he made a little mistake he got wheel spin out of turn 14 and straight away no DRS then he was like 1.0 something out of, out of the range and then obviously with the better exit Hamilton was able to breeze past him on the straight which is yeah a bit frustrating um for me but it was a fair enough move from Hamilton Verstappen made a bit of a mistake I'm sure he will be frustrated with that um and yeah it was a bit annoying to see Hamilton just have a better race than Verstappen this weekend which is annoying um but then it goes both ways Imola Verstappen was well on it so it was, yeah exactly it was and roundabouts on it Exactly. It's, it's going to be a year of swings and roundabouts, I think it's fair to
0: say as well, obviously. Like you said, Hamilton got to the inside in towards turn one. I was quite surprised, to be honest, I was expecting Max to... I mean, he defended it, but yeah. I'm surprised
1: he didn't force Hamilton to the outside even more aggressively than I think he tried to. I, I think, think either they're... way, he was probably going to lose a place. Because yes, yeah, exactly. we saw so many times people were going the inside or the outside pretty much had it either way. Yeah. And I think, yeah, again, sort of, I think
0: Max and Hamilton are sort of learning what they can and what they can't get away with. I'm sure, obviously, if this championship battle does continue to heat up, both of them will try and sort of push it to the absolute limit with each other. And I think, obviously, last week, whether it was an element of last weekend, obviously, where you had that lap one incident, if you can even call it that, uh, between Hamilton and Max, whether this time around Hamilton decided I'm going for it. Exactly, I'm having the inside, whether you like it or not, mate or not i mean they'll only know at the end of the day and it's all psychological uh for those guys but yeah obviously it didn't take much longer after that obviously hamilton got past max i think then he got max out of his drs pretty quickly as well didn't he because they both dropped yeah. to like one and a half behind bottas hamilton then does what Hamilton does and just slowly closed up to the back of his teammate and then did arguably i want to say the best move of the day would you agree
1: it was definitely the best one that he did. It was better than Verstappen's. The one, on yeah, I
0: think the one Lando did on Ocon was very, very good as well. Yeah. So I think it'd be a toss-up between those two. But obviously, it was so close through term One between the pair of them. I, again, yeah. obviously, there's there's probably a little bit of Hamilton fanboy deep down in me uh, <laughs> that thought it was. I mean, I was panicking at the time. Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah, the, the camera crash. angle wasn't great through Turn <laughs> One. If if you don't like heart attacks. It certainly got the suspense up even more yeah, there. But, but yeah, thinking, Hamilton um,
1: got ranked. I Bottas would never crash into Hamilton's pretty uh, naive, really. But Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was a good move. It was a very good move from Hamilton. Obviously no team orders or anything, so that was all just driver ability, which Hamilton clearly is far clear on Bottas. <laughs> so got into yeah, so every really look back.
0: Exactly. For Hamilton that was pretty much the, the end of his race, wasn't it? He just did what he needed to after that mm. and slowly pulled away. Then I think it was about lap twenty six, I wanna say. Uh, Max Verstappen, the first of the front runners to make this uh, make his stop. Obviously, they all started on the mediums. They were all going, to, uh, yeah, they were all going on onto the hards, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, to the end of the Grand Prix, there. So obviously, Max made that pit stop, had a good out lap. Obviously, Mercedes got Bottas straight in because he knew he was within undercut territory, and unfortunately for Bottas, realised he had a lead foot on as he came back out.
1: Yeah, he he gave it a bit of welly in the um the exit of turn three. Obviously, cold hards are always quite hard to get warmed up. Um, but That's why they call really, them the yeah, hard. that's why hard tyres, exactly. Especially when they're C1s as well. They're literally the hardest tyre available. Oh, yeah, everywhere. they were not good, so, were they? Yeah, Everyone was saying. being pretty stupid, really. He's usually quite good in low grip situations. Um, hey, eh? Actually, no, he's not at all. Oh, he's, yeah, someone said that. And I was like, yeah, yeah we, we literally watched all him all last time. week. The yeah. Commentators say that he's good in low grip all the time, and then you see Turkey, you see Imola. He's he's just terrible, isn't he? Yeah. But, yeah. It was very daft, and then obviously, um, Verstappen got him quite easily with DRS down into turn five, the hairpin. Yeah. So and Bottas didn't of, even defend it. No, I mean he, he just let him go Verstappen to the inside. Really, too close behind, I think. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much yeah. the end of the fight in the top three. The first half of the race was good. Second half was, yeah, very much. Bot. So
0: <laughs> yeah, we've seen it
1: plenty of times before. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I think after that, I mean, we sort of
0: just had this race unfolding behind Obviously, you had the likes of Carlos Sainz obviously going backwards uh, towards the end of the Grand Prix, obviously, where Ferrari uh, really, I mean, they just butchered the strategy, didn't they? There's no other way of looking at it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was it was not the best day in the world uh, for Carlos Sainz there. When all that was said and done. I mean, you had Perez as well having a pretty quiet day of it. I mean, they left him out on the mediums for about six days.
1: 53, yeah. Lap 53. La- 53.
0: The and then, no, they did put him on the softs, didn't they? Because I yeah, thought they yeah. were going to do that with Ricardo as well down at McLaren. But they put him on hard still, I even mean, though he'd done like 40 laps on the mediums. Yeah, that
1: was a strange one. Well, the even worse one, I don't know if you noticed, um, Stroll actually did 40 laps on softs and then went to mediums. Yes, yeah. <laughs> which is very strange, but you never know. With exactly, right yeah. In, really. Who knows what's going on down there yeah. at this stage
0: of the year. I mean, yeah, further back, like we said, uh, I mean, you had Daniel Ricciardo who did a very, very good recovery after his yeah. awful
1: Saturday. He was on the 11th mean, by the end of lap two.
0: Yes, yeah. Passive. Watching that qualifying lap by Ricciardo, although there were mistakes, it didn't look like he'd lost a second anywhere, did it? It was yeah, really Norris strange. Was I feel like a lot of the new drivers are struggling with their new cars.
1: Well, like Lando um, said, though, he's been...
0: Focusing a lot more over winter. He's been putting the work in and It is paying off.
1: Mm. You see each year, there's been quite a big step of improvement from Norris, like over the winter. Whereas yeah. usually you see, if I'm, if I'm thinking like someone like Charles Leclerc, you often see them get a better throughout the year. Like Norris just seems to smash it out over winter. Turn up to race one, two, three, and absolutely smash it. And then sort of stay, keep that level of performance all throughout the year. I was going to so, say, yeah, I hopefully. think that was partly down to McLaren as well, wasn't
0: it? Because this is what I got a bit worried about early on in the weekend. Obviously we saw... The likes of Alpine, which, again, obviously we'll mention in just a moment, they had a really good weekend. Mm. But obviously McLaren was saying they were a big threat this weekend. McLaren were actually saying Q3 might be a struggle to get both cars into. Well, uh, but they were right, weren't they? Come, well, exactly, yeah. Come race though, Lando Norris was still comfortably the fastest non-Mercedes Red Bull car yeah. on the track. I mean, he only finished five seconds ahead, of, uh, four seconds ahead of Charles Leclerc, who was your pick for a podium. Not that sure how you feel about off. that
1: now. He, was, What, Leclerc was like 15 seconds off the podium in the end?
0: Uh, no, 30. Well, no, 20. 30. 20. 20 seconds, okay, and boy. the guys
1: in front have made an extra pit stop. No, Perez hadn't. Mm. Perez only did one. Yeah, but Bottas did. Oh, wait, that's, Bottas yeah, that's was fourth, on the podium. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you never know. But I, yeah, no. I, Carry who do you, you pick for a podium? I can't remember.
0: I said Hamilton, Verstappen, Perez. Oh, so I wasn't as me. far out as you, was I? <laughs> I was six seconds
1: out. Yeah, fair enough. I'll let you have that one.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, Alpine, though. Finally, a weekend where they seem to have turned
1: it around a bit. Found something more in the car. Mm, yeah, it was... I don't know. I, I followed Renault very closely um, while Hulk was there. I'm big During the Hulk and era. Yeah. Um, there's, they have weekends like this, where for some reason they show way more well pace than other weekends. They like to get your hopes up loads, and then the next three races they finish 15th every week again. So, I was going to say,
0: you're almost trying to, like, comfort me as an Alpine fan, but I don't know where <laughs> you've got this idea from.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I just remember, like, um, 2019, that happened very often, where, like, there'd be one race where they would come to be the four fastest car. Well, and power, the, wasn't it? Yeah, and then the next race, they were, like, yeah, back out. Seventh. Seventh yeah. or eighth. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. they're the
0: only team now using Renault power?
1: Yeah, they are, which is quite Which incredible. is kind of weird when you think about it, isn't it? Mm, when back at, like, not long ago, I think they were... Three or maybe four teams. Definitely three.
0: You had McLaren, McLaren,
1: and uh, Red Bull. Red Bull and Tari at
0: one point as well, weren't they?
1: Yeah. But there wasn't a no. There was no overlap no, between no AlphaTauri and McLaren. An yeah, there three.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know what Renault were thinking back at base because they're obviously now spending a lot of money and no one else is buying their engines anymore. Yeah. Which is again a bit weird because they're not bad by any stretch now, are they? No, they're not terrible. Um, they're just not. Great, either you just. But yeah. the thing is, like you, you, Mercedes are the benchmark engine still, whether you like it or not. I'd probably say Honda road next. Honda then have got a lot of potential still because yeah. they were a bit newer. Ferrari are just you're locked into buying Ferrari engines forever, apparently. Yeah. If you're Male or Haas, uh, well, Haas is basically last year's Ferrari, which is why they're struggling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then sort of Renault are just there. Like if if I was setting up a new Formula One team.
1: They've probably got engines going, you get a cheap rate when you sign, exactly. You've helped us. 2020 might You always pick Renault, exactly. I didn't actually. I went, no, I did pick
0: Renault. Uh, I was gonna go Honda, but I went Renault in the end because everyone else went Honda. Um, but uh, completely beside the point, yeah. Let's be fair, but still. Um, yeah, further down the order, though. I mean, looking through, it, it was kind of one of those races where you look at it and think there's no major surprises anywhere, particularly. I guess obviously no. you could say sight's a bit further down than you probably should have been. Pierre Gasly getting that point for Alpha Tauri. Alpha Tauri had a very quiet weekend. I think, like we said, pre-podcast. I think now we'll start to see if Alpine have made these progress uh, that we should see from them for the rest of the year. Yeah, Alpha might yeah. have to scrape a few points here and there and probably going to be battling Aston Martin a lot more.
1: Yeah, and Sonoda really wasn't impressive at all. Like, I think. Yeah, just, Sonoda had a very quiet weekend. He got 7th, I got obviously Ninth um, 9th in Al- Bahrain and then hasn't really done anything since.
0: Well, obviously, Imola last time he'd he been he in it, crashed. so I don't know whether there's still a bit of confidence lacking for him. I mean, it's
1: a difficult track as well, this He's one. Said he'd never been to this track before either, so that probably played something into it. Exactly, exactly, um, bless but him. Yeah. Gatsby, uh, but I think yeah, as good as he could, but 10th is a little bit disappointing after running in the Yeah, uh, this
0: is what we two. said, wasn't it? Uh, obviously, Alpha AlphaTauri really had two big opportunities to score points early on, and maybe now they've wasted them for yeah, good this they year. They should,
1: definitely should have more points in both
0: races. Yeah. You, you never really know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, looking down the rest of the order though, people were praising the Lord for Sebastian Vettel after we mentioned it last <laughs> time, 15 <laughs> times in a row without a Q3 appearance. He gets it into Q3 and then had a pretty nothing race.
1: Yeah, he actually was worse than Stroll, but they ordered Stroll to let him through in the last lap.
0: Did they actually um, le- order Stroll, did they? I know it was worse, close they, to they over the over
1: because Stroll had a chance of catching Giovinazzi for ah, no right. points. So they swapped them over and then swapped them back when Stroll couldn't get him. But yeah, Fair otherwise enough. it would have been uh, it would have been 14th for the second best driver on the grid according to many people. So yes. yeah, <laughs> second best still. Are people, people saying that? Apparently, four time champion behind who? Behind <laughs> Hamilton. Yeah, behind Hamilton, obviously. Right. Okay. Uh, just yeah. <laughs> right. The <laughs> l- l- less we go
0: into that, the better. Uh, I mean, yeah. Then George Russell. People Absolutely again. Terrible. pre... Well, no, it wasn't car, his fault, car, though, car, was it? He? He? He, yeah. he was good, he was Exactly. Court. People seem to still believe this Williams is now like a midfield car when it is on one lap pace, but get it over a race distance and it's just still horrendous.
1: Yeah, especially... As proven league
0: by, league by the fact Schumacher beat Latifi.
1: Yeah, Latifi had a really poor one, but... um. At least he wasn't Mazapin, so people don't hate his Latifi as much anymore. Exactly,
0: yeah. I mean, people now love Latifi because he was swearing at Mazapin on Team yeah. Radio after Quali, wasn't he? I didn't think it was humanly possible for Nik- uh, for Nicholas Latifi to swear. I didn't well, know he's like Canadian. it was. Pro- they too polite. Well, not even that. I just thought like he's not really programmed like a normal human, is he? He's kind of like some weird PR thing that just never <laughs> gets noticed. He's just really strange. Like you just don't know he's there. To be fair, I can't. I can't
1: picture much about Lucas Latifi to be honest
0: like just, no one yeah, can really say much about is. his junior career particularly. You no. can't say like he's done some funny thing on social media. The only thing anyone's associated with him is Nutella. Really? And even that, you've <laughs> he, he did like two things with Nutella
1: because hey, it was like race, World though. Nutella Day or I, something. I think we
0: have. Have
1: Spa we? twenty yeah, eighteen. Did he, he win? I F2 thought Nick DeFreeze dominated that weekend. He won the sprint, Latifi. There's a bit of let, fun let fact. Let me here. have a look.
0: Have I, like, genuinely watched Nicolas Satifi, uh win a Grand Prix?
1: Yeah, well, a Formula 2 race, not quite a yeah, Grand
0: Prix. Exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, my God, he did! <laughs> By 10 seconds! He beat, beat Lando and
1: Alex. And Nick Jafriz. Oh, and Latifi's my new goat of Formula 1. Yeah, he's clearly the best. He beat Lando. Lando's third in the championship. Exactly. So if Latifi yeah, wasn't so in McLaren, he'd be second. He'd be
0: second in the championship. <laughs> if he'd be beaten Verstappen, confirmed. But, yeah, um... Yeah, I mean, then obviously you had Nikita Mazepin with his interesting moment with Perez.
1: Just being Nikita Mazepin, really. Yeah, again, yeah. I
0: think a lot of drivers have done that before and they didn't get that much hate for it, but it's Nikita Mazepin, so clearly I think it was... It it's It wasn't good by any stretch. It wasn't stretch. good at
1: all. But it's I was I was kind of going through the season with a clean slate. I didn't want to have a grudge against Mazepin yeah. um, for what I'd done before. Obviously it's bad, but, you know, forgive him and move on, but whatever. This first two races he's been... Genuinely awful. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't been so, great, has it? <clears throat> yeah, not great for Mazepin. Uh, he finished a minute off of Schumacher in the end. Yeah. So, yeah, not not the best weekend. Not not <laughs> not great, but better I'm than just, it has been. I'm just extremely worried what happens when he when he gets onto Monaco. Um Oh god, yeah, don't that house is going to be a handful. Yeah. That is not a picture I want. That is yeah, just not something I want to imagine. I think just the yet. worst thing that could happen is say that like, there's an early safety car or something. He's going to stay out, and it's going to be people behind Mazepin. Oh, don't! In. I don't <laughs> even want to think about it. <laughs> that would be so funny, but it also oh, awful.
0: E- <laughs> I don't even want to think about that man. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, rating that like a ten then for the Grand Prix, Jamie. If like Barrain in the middle, but like a solid eight and a half and nine each. Are we saying a five?
1: I'd probably go for a five. Yeah. It, it, it was about average i people think because the first two races were good we're gonna get that every time every people single race is gonna be coming up worse. we've got the likes of spain we've got Baku, yeah. we've got france like Baku will get be your interesting, expectations probably. down <laughs> yeah spain's gonna yeah. be worse than that i can guarantee spain will be worse than that right exactly i, I was just rains. about to
0: mention spain yeah, yeah unless it rains and even that doesn't does it does it rain at spain very often
1: i don't think so but it no. could. I'm gonna say I'm trying to remember the last time I saw a wet Spanish Grand Prix. Would have been when Schumacher won in fifth gear or came second. So in fifth
0: 1996. Year. Yes. <laughs> which which I didn't watch, and neither do you. No. <laughs> so yeah, because that was the only one I could think of. Has there yeah. been a wet Spanish Grand Prix since then? I
1: can't. I don't, think of any. Think there has. I don't think there has. Which is surprising. It's held in May in Europe. You think it would rain at some point? Like you'd hope so. Yeah, maybe this is the yeah. time.
0: I genuinely don't think there's been a wet Spanish Grand Prix since I started watching Formula 1 in 2007. Or since you were born. Or since I was born, (laughs) I don't think, yeah. That's kind of mad, isn't it? But yeah, I mean, last thing we must discuss, we completely forgot to talk about that as well, um, was the fastest that bonus point controversy.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, it wasn't really controversial. Well, it was according to Helmut Marco? Well, yeah, but, you know, don't listen to him. No, exactly. (laughs) Like, Verstappen... I think they, they're a bit annoyed at Red Bull. I think Christian Horner said it at one point. Um, obviously, the first three races this season, Verstappen's now lost a win, a pole, and a fastest lap because of track limits, which my first impression of that would be stay on the track then. Well, exactly, <laughs> yeah. It does break the question, doesn't it? The, well, since Bahrain, it's been the same for everyone. So if I mean, Hamilton it was, and yeah, yeah. can stay on the track in qualifying, why can't Max? Exactly,
0: and then talking about how the rules change each week. Like, are we are we just saying white lines? Even if they change, yeah, if they're the same for everyone, still, Hmm. it kind of like I saw. Obviously, I think Helmut Marco had said, didn't he? uh, That Max. Like he lost the pole position. Therefore, he must have lost the race victory. And then he also lost fastest lap. And like oh, someone yeah. quote retweeted him on Twitter, going, "If there'd been a wall there, he would have lost a wheel." Yeah, so exactly. what? What do you want?
1: <laughs> Stay on the track. He's gonna exactly. crash into a wall in, in Monaco and be like, Howie Marco." Be like, oh, "If, well, it's, it's if Monaco training. was a flat tarmac <laughs> as the car, park, yeah, he exactly. would have been fine." Yeah. It.
0: It's the same for everyone. How difficult does it have to be?
1: He's a bit mental,
0: hello, Marco. I think. he's yeah, I can't mean, take
1: yeah. Everything he says with a pinch of salt.
0: I don't even take it with a pinch of salt. Well, I take it with don't take sand it, in ideally. my ears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. I, also, I saw someone else tweet Twitter out going, Max Verstappen got the very first track limits triple crown. Where obviously he <laughs> lost fastest that race victory and qualifying pole, yeah, through that, which I thought was quite funny as well. But yeah, yeah, that meant obviously Hamilton had a bit of a skewed race victory. He won by 29 yeah. seconds. Again, it was,
1: it was about 8 or 9 Anyway. Yeah, it was about that, wasn't it? Uh,
0: so. But I mean, it meant Bottas got the fastest lap bonus point, which does now mean if Hamilton finishes second behind Max next weekend, he will still lead the championship, mm. if I'm not mistaken. Uh yeah, he's oh, got yeah. eight points, it's doesn't eight eight he? Points. So Max needs pole and fastest lap, and then yeah. it'll be tied. It so Canada. Hamilton will still have it because he won a race earlier. Is that true? That's how it works.
1: It's whoever wins. If
0: it's if you're on the same amount of race victories, it's whoever won the race earlier. Or the same amount of results. Same amount of results, yeah. Yeah. Two
1: first and two second, wouldn't it? Exactly. Hypothetical situation we just made up. Exactly.
0: This will be when, no, Bottas wins next weekend, yeah, or something like that. Talking about Bottas winning next weekend, then looking to the Spanish Grand Prix, again, as you've probably already gathered, neither of us are massively hyped. I mean, we'll both watch it, but it'll be ninety minutes (laughs) of my life. I probably won't get back. Uh, But but I'm going to accept that. Hopefully. Exactly. Not sure how you're going to manage that, but fair play, Jamie. Um... Yeah, Spain predictions then for your top 3, Jamie. Top 3. Let's do let's do qualifying because it's because it's back-to-back
1: race weeks. So let's do qualifying and race top 3. Okay.
0: Normally we just do race.
1: Uh qualifying I'll go I'm going to be so pessimistic. I'm going to go for the points this time. I'm trying to beat you. Um <laughs> I I'll, I'll go Bottas, Hamilton, Verstappen. Okay. Qualifying. And the okay. race. Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen. <laughs> right. Fair enough. <laughs> the most boring top 3. I think they set the record actually this weekend. Yes, the most, the most combination. Podium, yeah, they've which has happened beaten fifteen it... times, and i pretty. Yeah, sure I thought it was them.
0: sixteen now, wasn't it? I thought they beat oh, the old record is. that
1: was Hamilton, Rosberg, Vettel of fifteen. Yeah, but you might one, be right though. Yeah, Hamilton. Yeah, they've shared. A, they've shared a lot of podiums together. They, so, they certainly have. Yeah, it will probably they... continue. We'll get well up over twenty at least by the end yes, of the season. Yes, definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> still twenty more races. It's just mental how long this season is.
0: Oh yeah, it's it's yeah, yeah gonna, gonna be you, a long what, one.
1: What are your predictions? Uh, I'm going to go
0: Hamilton, Verstappen, Bottas, qualifying and race. Oh, nice one. (laughs) I'm expecting an absolute snooze fest. Yeah, you've got your hopes high. (laughs) I really, really do. Um, But yeah, let us know your thoughts and feelings down in the comments below, whether you're hyped for the Spanish Grand Prix, if so, when you're getting yourself checked out. Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah, book your doctor's appointment first. (laughs) Exactly,
0: yep. First of all, make sure you get that sorted. As Well, obviously, any other things to mention, Jamie?
1: Don't think so. That might wraps us up
0: yeah i think i think yeah nothing nothing more to talk about thank you all so much for watching nonetheless if you have enjoyed do make sure you leave a like get yourself subscribed as well yeah we will be back next week ready to review the spanish grand prix i almost forgot the name it's gonna be that boring (laughs)